Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Triforce podcast. We're uh, not on the road today. Hooray. We've got Lewis. What is up, Sips? we got Perian Flax. What indeed is up? we got Sips. Hey, what's up, everybody? Got a big dick. And we're uh, <laughs> pretty much ready to go. So uh, let's uh, let's do it. Uh, what's, uh, where shall we start? What's new, guys? What have you been up to? Want, me, want to know what I've been up to? Thanks to Perian Flax. Yeah, go with it. Just playing Rust, like, all the fucking time. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Ever since the podcast where you were like, Rust is amazing and I've been enjoying it, I was like, man, maybe I should check that out. And ever since I've been hooked. Yeah, I'm completely hooked. I'm a little bit scared of talking about Rust, though, because it's a little bit listening to someone else's D&D stories, you know, it's like... It's this epic tale that they they love to regale you with, yeah. And you're just not interested in it That's at all. That's a good point. No. So I'm a little bit concerned that that it's a little bit like it's a little bit like someone telling you about their dreams, right? <laughs> Whenever someone tells you about their dreams, I just like I don't give a shit yeah. about your dreams. They're never that interesting. It's like, true. Like. Even if there all loads of crazy stuff happens, I just I'm just not that interested. I'm afraid. Also, it's, so, a, it's a dream. There's not really much challenge in having a dream where crazy shit happens. Like, really? What if it's you had a dream and and weird stuff was happening? That's incredible. I've never heard the like. Yeah, but what if it's like? What if you're at the mall, okay, and you accidentally bump into like a really hot chick, okay. like with your shopping cart, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, and you're like, oh crap, I'm really sorry about that, and then. One thing leads to another and you start talking about dreams. And then she's like, I had a really sexual dream the other night. And you'd be like, holy fuck, I am really interested in this. Like, yeah. that's a dream I would like to hear about. True. Sex dreams, I, sex dreams, I guess, if you're talking to a hot person that you want to hear about their sex dream, I, I, can, I guess I kind of mm, understand that. I pretty much understand that too. But I mean, I know what you mean. Like, if it's a fucking boring dream about like, and then all of a sudden I was wearing a fedora and I had a Superman cape on, you're like, yeah, fuck off. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> like, but sex dream, yeah. definitely. Let's start with like anything real life that's happened to you this week. Well, anything in, in real life happened that you want to want to share with everyone else, right? I um I broke my previous personal best of not washing uh, for three days in a row due to... um. Working from my garage now. That was pretty fun. Is that true? Is that, is that like no. a real... No. No. Thank <laughs> no. God. But it's it's just to sort of highlight the fact that nothing really happens in my real life other than me going to the garage and playing games. But I think that people might think that you're stressed though, right? People might think that you're like, you know, you've got the babby, you've got work to catch up on, you've got so much to do, you know, you haven't got time to yeah. take a shower, you know, it's just all go. Yeah. Uh, but no, you we, do We actually... bought a new baby stroller. Like, uh, it's a really good one too. Okay. It's like a travel one because we're going on some trips. Oh, are you? So we did, we did that. Yeah. Going on some trips. Where are you going? Going on some plane trips. Ah. We're going on a special family vacation at the end of May. Uh, in the UK. Nice. Um, destination top secret. Yeah, of course, understandably. Yeah. yeah, but no, it should be good. Like meeting up with like people from Canada and stuff too. So it's going to be a big one. 
So we wanted to make sure we were ready. We want to take all the stress or as much of the stress out of it as possible by um, investing in technology. And by that, I mean... Okay, I'm reading between the lines here. Yeah. So you are basically having a, a family holiday. So you're meeting up with relatives, I guess, from Canada. Yeah. And you're going to probably some seaside resort, right? Probably. Like some sort of holiday camp. Yeah. Um, where you can let... We're going the- to Blackpool, okay? I didn't want to say it. But okay. we're going to black. I was thinking more like those things with the red shirts, what the red coats, what they called. Um, Heidi High and all that. Yeah, all that oh, stuff. Oh, Heidi High. Butlins. Butlins, yeah, yeah. Good morning, campers. But your kids are a bit too young, aren't they? Um, Yeah, to appreciate like that sort of thing, yeah. To appreciate the magic of Butlins. They are too young. Does it mean that you can... Uh, butlins, that's it. So does that mean you can leave your kids with the relatives and then you and your wife can go off and like have some time alone because i guess you don't really ever get that in an ideal world yeah but like we're not really like that okay but like some people some i understand that you know some people are like that and, and, and they do that or whatever but like we you know we're not you do everything as a family yeah that's right i everything yeah like okay you know hey everybody i'm going to take a poo Meet me in the bathroom, and then everybody <laughs> comes in, and we have a powwow, and it's delightful. Team Sips, yeah, no, house shares the experience. No, generally, like, we, we, like when we go somewhere, like on vacation or wherever, we go somewhere like super suited to like our kids, and then we just make sure that they do all the stuff that they want to do, sort of thing. So, like, we don't really, I don't know, like the kind of places that we go. There are do you go like, to those bouncy houses or whatever, like yeah, those cushiony, yeah, yeah, you know, like it's just like a big fun park. Remember when you were young and you were like in a, you went in the car with your parents and you'd always drive by really cool places. And you'd be like, let's go there, and they'd be like, ah, maybe next time or whatever. We 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 do this thing where they're like, let's go there, and we're like, okay, and then we never get to where we're meaning to go because we just <laughs> stop at all these dumb places on the way first, and then forget what we're even doing. So you just you're just like neck deep in a bull yeah, pool. We, we have to we have to drive past uh, Thorpe Park anytime I go down to oh, to, to Dorset. We come back past it, so it's a bit like. You're, I mean, you're driving past, you can clearly see people having fun from the motorway. Yeah. And you can see like all kinds of amazing roller coasters and things shooting up in the air and all kinds of stuff. And the kids are like, they're, they're, you can just see them looking at it just like it's this, they'll never get there. You know, they're looking at it, they're just thinking, we are never going to get to But they've been that. conditioned, right? They've asked too many times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And daddy tries to distract them when Thought Park, when he knows Thought Park's coming up, so they don't ask him. Yeah. Wow, You're look like, at that uh, central reservation on the right, kids. That is some <laughs> kind of central reservation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the name the car game where you look at the cars on the other side of the road <laughs> and you oh, try man. and name which one the next one is. But and I've been Honda. to Thought Park. I've been to Thought Park several times and I fucking love it. And I even made videos of all the roller coasters and I, really? I put a video up there yeah yeah i put a video what of me mean? on the road coaster. yeah yeah fuck i mean i i, w- I was on the front I, I went there with my sister we queued up for extra long so we could be front rider on the roller coasters on every one of them and i took my camera with me and i recorded a point of view you know pov video of me on each of the roller coasters at thought park i uploaded a couple of years ago nice and uh and i showed it to the kids oh my so they they even see me oh. having fun on the roller coaster <laughs> they know oh how my god Holy shit. But also they know that you're like totally bored of it now. You've done everything. Yeah. You've recorded it all. You can watch it back. Oh, no, I'd go back in a heartbeat. But I keep saying to him, you're too little. You couldn't That's go it, on yeah. all those rides. You're too That's little. That's it. Oh, I see. You have to wait until they're like the right age. Yeah. Like it, what would be worse would be going there 
and being being given that that definitive proof that you're not accepted in this place of the little clown with his hand out. You must be this tall and the kind of slightly sad, stern face that the clown's got to say, nope, you're too short. Like there, there's no getting around that. There's no yeah. talking you into it. You're, nope, you're too short. And then there's out. there's like the insinuation there that if you break the rules and the clown finds out about it, yeah. like he's just going to fucking appear in your bedroom window one night, like when there's lightning outside and stuff with like a really mad face on and it's going to scar you for life. Yeah. God, I'm still just trying to process the image of a spotty teenage Pyrian Flax with a giant video camera with a VHS tape, you know, in it, queuing up with his sister who's also spotty long haired in the 80s, you know. No, this was two years ago. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I fuck it. For one second there, I thought, hang on a sec. He didn't do this with a GoPro? Like, what the fuck? Did he have yeah, one no, of those shoulder mounted <laughs> VHS? Yeah, one of those big ones. You know, things just like, no. who's this? Look at this fucking goof at the <laughs> yeah. front of the ride. That's how I imagined it. Like, properly 80s Thought Park, you know. Yeah, yeah. Big, big candy floss, big hair. You know, I can imagine you, your sister, like, filming you while you, like, shoot the gun at the target and, like, get the big teddy, you know, and all that stuff. Wow. Like, just this uh, balloons, you know, you walk, you get, like, 50 balloons. It's just, like, this this Hollywood wonderful image of, like, your day at Thought Park. I, I would have to bump into the local bully and... Uh... At the start of the day as well. He's there with his mullet, slightly spiked hair on yeah, top. Yeah, it's like little gang. Hey, like- retard! I thought I told you never to come to the Thorpe Park again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me, Chad. Oh, yeah? Push. Pushes yeah. me into some rubbish. Girl I secretly yeah. have crush on spots me, looks ashamed, turns away. And then yeah. a whole story comes out where I get revenge on Chad and make him puke on himself on the, the, the whirly gig. And uh, and justice is served. End of episode. You get pushed oh, into the garbage and you, you get up and you're brushing yourself off and you're like, it's fine, it's fine, I'm fine. And the girl you have a crush on is looking at you and she's like, oh my God, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then you have that moment where she talks to you for the first time and you realize that there's just like a full hot dog wiener stuck to the side of your face <laughs> from the garbage. Are you okay? It's all right. I actually love garbage. Mm. I, uh, I love garbage. And then Chad, Chad grabs her, spins around and kisses her and you're like, oh, and your heart just shatters to a hundred pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you push Chad in front of a car. <laughs> and then the park gets closed down um, for safety violations and you go to no, jail. No, 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 no. What happens is you do that whirly gig thing. So, you know, you, you for some reason you make sure he's going to be sick and then he challenge him to go on the, the, the most bumpy ride and then he just projectile vomits and sprays the whole park and she gets sprayed in vomit and everyone gets sprayed in vomit and you're just there like chuckling. No, romantic end shot. She's covered in puke. You're covered in garbage. And you're like, maybe we're all just puking garbage, but making me love. And then you run off yeah. the sunset. Starring Adam Sandler <laughs> and Meg Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty much. Do you know you know what did happen when I went to Thorpe Park with my sister? I didn't realize they did this, right? One of the rides is uh really, really, really tall. Um it's called it's called like Formula One or something like that. But it's it's like the the ride is over in ten seconds. You queue up for half an hour, you get on it. That's and bullshit. it accelerates you from like naught to ninety in like half a second or something stupid like that. Oh nice. You shoot straight up and then you come shooting straight back down. It goes round a loop and you're back. So they sometimes have to shut it down because the day we went it was kind of cloudy, occasional drizzle, and then lightning 
okay? Lightning strikes nearby. There's like a peal of thunder afterwards and everybody sort of goes, oh, shit. Because they have to stop the roller coasters while the lightning's going. But all they do is wait five minutes and go, ah, there hasn't been any lightning in five minutes. Let's go, kids. And they crank the rides up again. Yeah. So we were like waiting to go on this tall ride. And there's like a potential lightning strike. But we went on it. It added to the fear. It would be good if they had like a haunted house that had the lightning conductor on, like a really tall conductor yeah. on that. That would be, because they do have haunted houses in these places sometimes. They're spooky. Yeah, yeah. And if you had a lightning conductor on the top, to channel the light. Man, that could traumatize you big time if they're not careful, though. <laughs> Imagine, like, ladies and gentlemen, we're sorry, but we've had to close down My Little Pony's Rainbow Ride Cloud Adventure. It's been struck by lightning and three people died. <laughs> sorry for the delay. Five minute break and then we're back on it. <laughs> you know. I don't think you'd be disappointed if you were, like, a, a, theme, a theme park for the day and it was like lightning storm was going on. That would be exciting. Well, that would be a good It, it was exciting, time. but it also meant know. we had to queue for two hours to get onto the the new ride, whatever it is. I can't remember what it's called. I mean, I, you go to a place like that and ideally you just want it to be a sunny day, not a cloud in the sky. Or, you know, sometimes if it's a bit overcast, it's like a little bit cooler, you know, it's like it's it's a bit more enjoyable because it's not so hot. You're not just like sweating buckets and stuff. Yeah. That's not bad either. Man, that's such a dad thing, isn't it? Like that is so specifically <laughs> yeah. a dad thing. Like, yeah. man, I hope it's overcast today so I'm not all sweaty when I'm outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Well, it's perfect, kids. It's not sweaty today. <laughs> it's not a sweaty day, kids. It's going to be fun. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. Oh, man. Holy shit. Oh. Hey, so I was this morning I was making some um, some breakfast. And by making okay. breakfast, I mean I was putting some milk on my cereal. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, like, I don't know about you guys, but do you guys have, like, like home jokes? You know, like, they're just, like, jokes that sort of happen around your house, but, like, they're not really... They don't really make a lot of sense or they're not really funny outside of your house. But in your house, they're like yep. fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like for some reason, I don't know why, but I got the Dexter theme music in my head. Like I think it was just the act of, okay. you know, making breakfast or whatever. Because, you know, the opening sequence has oh, him making breakfast. Well, the or cutting of the egg and the, the, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, what's, what's Dexter? Sorry? It's the TV the show. Dexter music. It goes like, do 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 do, 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 do. And it's like really weird. It's like, bow, 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 bow. Have you ever seen is it? Is it a kid's show? Oh, fuck. You've never even no. seen the show? What is it? I was just trying to like jog your memory with my awesome it's singing. It's a great fucking rendition. He's a, he's, he's a serial killer. Um, and he sort of justifies oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, he goes after, you know, bad people and he kills them. And he like. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Wraps now. them up I, I, in plastic and hacks them up and stuff. I watched the first episode and I didn't care for it, so I, I yeah. Didn't watch it. So anyway, well, I I used to watch back in the day before it got kind of kind of crappy, as a lot of shows yeah, you, do. You, you know? were almost gonna name your kid Dexter, weren't you? Actually, that was on the short list, I think. It was on it? the short list at one point, yeah, because we were we were like pretty into the show at the time, but then there were some questions, you know, should we really be naming our kid after? a fictional serial killer and stuff like that. <laughs> but also it turned out that the name was just very popular at the time and we That's didn't right. want to be in a situation where it's like... You send, knew like three other babies who were called yeah, Dexter. Yeah, you send your kid to school and there's like five other Dexters and it's like, oh shit, that's not not the best either. So, so he had to be taken off the shortlist. But anyway, anytime I even think about the Dexter theme music now, I can't help 
but sing like these. So uh, something that we do is we we think that it's funny to give lyrics to songs that don't have like any words or lyrics in them. Yeah, yeah. So like the Dexter theme music, it starts up and then we start singing. Like we, we, the, the first time we did it, we were fucking laughing our heads off. And it was like the <laughs> dumbest thing because it was just like, imagine this had lyrics, it'd be so funny. And the lyrics were just like so fucking bad and specifically to do with Dexter. It's like, Dexter likes to kill people and like now i i can't imagine the music from the from the show without singing those lyrics in my head and i feel like that's not a great thing you know like if i'm out in public and i start singing that for some reason or whatever it makes no sense it's like totally a home joke right like if i do it to my wife she's like oh yeah that was really fucking funny wasn't it blah blah yeah but you know outside of the home it doesn't really make much sense unless you take a lot of time to explain it or whatever do you guys have any things like that private jokes yeah, all kinds of stuff like it's that. It's an in-joke. Like, not sexy ones. Like, do you have, like, any, like, really innocent ones that you can share or not really? Um, I'm trying to let me think of some. I mean, we've got loads of little things that, that we've we've had, just little things that have happened over the years that we just have to make a very slight reference to. Like, for instance, any time this is such a, this is really, really specific. But one time with, uh, with my mum, and we were, like, looking around, at, I can't remember, we were up in London somewhere like that. And she says, I love buildings. And so I don't know why I just, but now whenever we, we're out somewhere, we see some buildings that are like nice. We say, God, I love buildings. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it's such a mom thing to say, it isn't is, it? right? I love buildings. It's, I mean, it's so general. That encompasses everything. <laughs> but I know, I know for a fact she hates bungalows. So anytime we see a bungalow, we're like, but not that building. She doesn't <laughs> like those buildings. <laughs> And then my my sister was up one time and we're looking around the neighborhood and we're like, you know, we're talking about, you know, houses and uh, it's nice to live around here and everything. And she says, I don't really care for those buildings. The front is too flat on those buildings. So that now has become like if it's a bungalow or it's too flat, not that (laughs) building, too flat. Oh, I love buildings. And anytime my mum says she loves something, I always say, as much as you like buildings, you know, it's, just, it's such a stupid thing. But that's just like one of one of many, many, many things that I'll point out anytime. Fuck, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Shit like that is amazing, isn't it? You get like but these But you like... can't really tell, you can't get, involve other people in it because it's no. like you specifically have to know all the people involved and the kind of things that they say. And it's, it's yeah. just, it only works. Like that's what makes those kind of family jokes. But, and the weird thing is like, like when when you think about it with your kids, you know you're going to make some, you're going to be the butt of some really good family jokes yeah. when they're old enough to spot that shit and call you on it. Yeah. And I, I, I can't wait. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, no, that is funny. I mean, you can't really let somebody into like a family joke like that because they'll they'll do it too much. Yeah. Like your family has like a really good sense of balance, right? When it comes to yeah, making yeah. like like reference jokes or whatever. But if you let somebody into the fold, like somebody who's not part of the family, and then they're, they're really trying to fit in or whatever, they might just make that joke all the time. And you're like, ah, fuck off with that joke. Like, it's not, fu- <laughs> it's not funny when you, you make it. You killed family. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Oh, that was the fuck. only thing holding us together, you fuck. You took uh, it away. The, the, the building joke. <laughs> the building joke. That's that all I it. had. God. <laughs> I don't got nothing. I don't have a building joke. I don't have anything. <laughs> Honey, can we still make this work? I don't think so. Without the building joke, what are we? We're nothing. <laughs> oh, family jokes. Fuck me. Oh. Oh God, Lewis. That is a good one. Do you have any good ones with your with your mom? Yoga teaching. Mom, I don't know. Or? 
I, th- I think these are just like integral parts of relationships, aren't they? And um, so you're right. A lot of them, I think, are so so silly and just automatic that you can't even sort of think of them off the cuff. No, know, I know. They just they just happen as part of your daily. They have to present themselves to you when you're doing something really dumb and unrelated, right? Yeah. I, I also think that the thing with a really good family joke is that you're laughing at something stupid that you've done because it's one of the few times if you do something stupid with or in front of your family, you know, it's like a private thing that you've done that's stupid. Like you're, you're just hanging out in the house or whatever and you do something stupid. You can laugh and you know that they're not going to think you're an idiot. They're just going to, it's just, it's it's part of what makes them love each other is that a family can really laugh at each other the way you can't with a friend. Like if a friend was like, ha, ah, you fucking idiot, you like, <laughs> you're fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and like kept making references to it. You'd be like, fuck this asshole. We're, we're donezo. But with family, you can have that relationship where you can really take the piss out of each other. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you all still love each other. So I think that that's kind of a, a big part well, of it. Because with your family, you're holding them hostage effectively, emotionally. <laughs> so they're, they're not going anywhere, right? Yeah. But like your friends, they don't have that attachments so they're like yeah fuck this guy's a jerk i'm out of here yeah sort of thing. it's true it will happen a lot like when you go on a you know when we go on a journey with with uh to to america you know we all just they'll just crop up like very premium and stuff like this you know yeah it's not very premium and, and stuff you know it all it becomes it blends into one as this kind of sort of strange event and sometimes the funny ones stick around and it's sort of an evolutionary thing the ones that are particularly good end up like being part of your friendship circle of it's true though every trip we've been on there's always been like kind of like a running joke for that trip yeah yeah sometimes it's good enough to sort of come back and like become part of like the main pool of jokes or whatever and then other times you just move on from it or whatever like when we went on that trip to paris we had a whole bunch of of jokes like around recherche and all that at the time but like yeah it's they're still funny but like they haven't really come back like we haven't like we haven't joked around about it since sort of thing because it was really funny at the time but there's not really that many that like the context of them like you can't really use it again sort of thing yeah yeah i mean in a way it's nice that we document this stuff sometimes because you know, sometimes when we do the, the vlogs like Terps Does His Yog Tours, we talk a little bit about some of the in-jokes. We, we we just reference them and chat about them and stuff because I don't think we remember some of this stuff otherwise. I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to have to watch back some of these old vlogs and think, oh, man, they're they a little bit like taking pictures. I'm not saying – I think sometimes like, well, how do you feel about this, like, though, where people who take pictures of everything, right, Yeah, that sucks – pleasure out of the actual moment how do you feel about because some people say i'm not taking pictures of anything you know i'm gonna, gonna live it in the moment and some people take pictures of everything all the time yeah um and and live through those pictures how, how do you where do you sit on well, that well i'm not a i'm not a picture taker i'm i'm very much a i want to experience the moment i don't want to have a camera or a phone right in front of my face like taking a picture like occasionally i'll take a picture but not of like anything you know sometimes i'll just take a picture because i feel like it but like i would take a picture of the wi-fi password you know well i don't really do that but like i would take a picture of a castle or something if i had plenty of time to do it but like if i was going to a castle and visiting a castle for the first time i wouldn't bother to take pictures because i just want to be like oh this is cool you know look around explore and stuff like that and just enjoy it like that and then i don't know sometimes like your memories of stuff are are weird right like you could go visit the eiffel tower 20 years ago and it was like kind of overcast and 
you know, maybe people were being mean to you that day or whatever, but you'll always remember it being like a really sunny day, a perfect day and everything because you'll have seen postcards of it. Like, and that it'll just like sort of meld into your memories of your experience of it so that almost like your memory of that event is perfect, but it, it wasn't at the time. Are you sort saying of thing? that the, the, the reality of the photograph drags you back down to earth and reminds you, oh yeah, I sometimes, remember now. Yeah. I, sometimes, I, sometimes I think it does. Yeah. And we couldn't get a seat in that restaurant and that waiter was really rude and then the buses weren't working. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. life isn't, you know, a Hollywood movie. It's nice to have those bittersweet reminders. It that, is, Lewis. You know, it is. My life is. It's literally a Hollywood movie. Do you know what I've done yeah. for the last week? Go on. I've barely left this room. Just like a Hollywood movie. Yeah. I've been at my right. computer for like 15 Panic hours a room. day. Yeah. Just like the movie Panic Room. Thank starring you, Starring Jodie Foster. <laughs> That's right. Or the movie War Games, starring Matthew Broderick. That's right. Yeah. Wasn't that Fred Savage? Fuck no. It was Matthew Broderick. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're Fred right. Savage. Jeez, what am I thinking like about two. Fred Savage What are you for? thinking Here about Fred Savage? Shit, sorry. So, uh, where do you sit on the, the tele- taking pictures line, PFLAX? Huh? Oh, um... <laughs> what's a camera? Well, <laughs> I don't have one of those. <laughs> well, once I get the tripod out and set up the hood over me and hold up the little flashbulb, get everyone to remain motionless for 10 minutes, gets a little old. <laughs> it sounds like you already know, we already know where you sit because you filmed the entire routine of your Thorpe Park trip with I used the camera. to take a lot of pictures. Um, and then I stopped and then we had kids and then I started taking a lot of pictures. I took loads of pictures. My first kid, she's got a ton of pictures. Yeah. Second one, not so much because it's like, eh, it's like the same picture. Just imagine it's your face instead of her face. Easy. For her. <laughs> I mean, regardless of where you stand on taking pictures, you do end up taking a metric shit ton of pictures of your kids. Like, But then it's like you, you kind of get bored of it and you realize that in fact... The stuff you're documenting is like, here's a picture of her lying on a rug. Here she is lying on the sofa. Yeah. Here she is sitting on a cushion. It's like, how many times, when am I ever going to look at these yeah. like en masse? If I've taken 30 pictures of her trying to get one good one of her smiling and not dribbling or like eyes looking crazy, you know, you get that good shot. You stick that on Facebook for the grandparents. Job done. Yeah. So now if we if we go somewhere... What I find more interesting is I'll take like I'll I'll surreptitiously leave the the like if the kids are playing I'll I'll video that for like ten minutes because that's what I want to remember is what they were like not just an image but how they talk to each other and the funny things that they said because my kids have got all little things that they say like my youngest so she doesn't know the word she just says something something because to her that's the word that you use when you say you know, get me the, the, the thingamajig when you mean the remote control, you know. Yeah. So she she says something, something. She says, you remember you were going to take me to something, something this afternoon. So I want to remember that because that's like a sweet thing that she does that I remember. A picture isn't going to convey Yeah, that. you want to use it as evidence too. You want to be like... An evidence? Yeah, so she's like... You promised you'd take me here. Actually, I draw your attention to exhibit B, which is uh, video evidence of me not saying that because I videoed it to to make sure that I could get out of whatever it is you're asking me to do. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't really work on kids. Proof, madam. Proof. It it doesn't actually work on kids, but yeah, I know what you mean. I I think you're onto something there, definitely, because I think that, you know, sitting down at your parents' house when you're 20... You don't want to look at pictures of when you were, were, were no. a fucking babby rolling around a rug, not especially really. loads of them. I mean, my mom's got like a big box full of pictures from when yeah, we were kids same. and stuff. We never fucking look at them. Like if I go back home to visit or whatever, 
we never get that box out. Like it's just buried somewhere, like in their fucking attic or something. Like even though, even, having said that, though, I think it's probably a good thing. And I think that what you're doing there, you do need to record them surreptitiously because I think if you're, if they know they're being recorded, it's a slightly different dynamic. Exactly. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. But then again, you don't want twenty minutes of like just you know crap. You want you know a thirty second snippet. Well, of... I'm not. It's not going on YouTube, Lewis. Like it's not like I no. have to worry about retention rates. I just yeah, yeah. Got to maximize views. Kids, can you uh, step up the tempo a bit? We're losing viewers around the Honey, five minute mark. Can you make sure you say the word <laughs> Minecraft a couple of times while you're doing whatever it is you're doing, please? There's only so many hours in the day. You know, that's a very time... good point, Lewis. Slips by. It does. It does slip by pretty quick. God. You, there's, a, there's a balance. I think there's a balance to be had. I think, I think it does. I think having, you know, things that jog the memory and rather than, and you know, things that help you remember good moments yeah, rather yeah. than just recording the bland every day. I think it serves to be interesting. Like sometimes you see these videos on YouTube of like, um, you know, random people from the 80s in a convenience store you know and it's just it's like it's like a window into another world of just boring you know every what everyday life was like yeah in that time seeing that stuff's quite interesting sometimes right it is right yeah because if you if you didn't grow up in the 80s or whatever just it feels like you're watching something from another planet because things were a little bit different right yeah yeah just the way advertising was back then obviously fashion and everything was different just like I don't know. Places looked old and shitty back they then did. as well. Like it was, it's so weird. Like it's they only, really did. that's kind of a new thing now, isn't it? Like, you know, like you walk into a store and it's all fucking pristine white, like the Apple store and stuff. Like yeah. didn't really have a lot of that in the eighties. Like no, it, mo- most places looked like ass. Like they really did. And cars looked shitty. Like nowadays, yeah, most so cars look really blocky and crisp boxy. and clean. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. the eighties cars were very square. I'm <clears throat> very shitty looking. Like Marge Simpson. Sorry, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Patty and Selma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. So I, since I've got you two dads here, I thought you could help me out with something, right? So this week... Do we want to be adopted? Um, sometimes on the Yog Pods, on the old podcasts, I used to tell like these kind of really boring horror stories that happened to me in real life, okay? okay. Right. I.e. stuff like I'm taking a shower yeah. and... You know, My the door to the bathroom, the, the the light in the bathroom goes off and the door opens, you know, literally this happened to me. And it was just a, a workman coming to like fix the moldy shower curtain, Good whatever. God. If you haven't heard the Yog Pod chorus Wait, stories, you're just like completely naked in the shower when this happened. I was naked, taking a shower, minding my own business. The light went off, the door, I was like, what the hell? The door opened <laughs> and then this man's like, hello. And I'm like. What the fuck? I was naked in the shower. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing in my flat? Jesus. Anyway, that was one of the horror stories. But God. this latest one, okay, is, I, I need to. I feel like I should put a trigger warning on because if because this might affect you. This might. This is really spooky. I hope you're ready for it. All right. Because me, is, this, me personally. Yeah, people listening out there. Oh, them. Like, right, if, you're, yeah. if you don't want to have a, a, a horror story that might upset you. Okay, and affect Man, you. Who's gonna get upset? It's just gonna be something dumb. Like I went to put some fairy liquid in my sink, and I didn't have any. And then the Whoa! phone rang. Yeah. Oh, scary. Okay, listen, right. So yesterday I was on my way home. Okay. And I stopped into Tesco's to buy Tesco Express, local Tesco, to buy some important stuff. Okay. And I bought a 
bunch of I bought like a vegetable curry thing for Tesco's and you saw Max Tesco's pads. vegetable curry some hummus <laughs> some oh yeah bananas all, all the normal crap right yeah uh, some spinach all this shit anyway I was like it was it was a bit late and so I was like I can't really be asked to 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 cook anything proper so I'm just gonna do the microwavable curry right it was one of those ready meal trays right so I got into the kitchen and I pulled the sleeve off yeah. Okay, and I looked down, and my thumb looked like a wasp, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So I, and then I realised it wasn't a wasp; it it was a giant cockroach, the size of my thumb on my thumb. Okay, and it had fallen out of the sleeve of the curry. So I pulled that paper sleeve off the plastic wrapped curry box, and it had fallen out of the gap between the rice tray and the curry tray. Oh, it had obviously fuck. been in there, yeah. and it fell onto my thumb, and I went. Holy shit! And I shook my thumb, and it fell onto the countertop. Yeah. And before I could do anything, re- react to this thing, it was up on its legs. It crawled along the countertop. It crawled under the over the lip of the counter, and fucking disappeared into my kitchen. Yeah. Oh shit! Un- between the cupboards, it's making more right now. You know. How big was it? Huge! It was the size of my fucking thumb. Jeez. It was massive. I didn't even think you got cockroaches like that in this country. Honestly. <sighs> Man, it fucking obviously it had been in the fridge in in Tesco's, right? And it had obviously kind of been it had been like I guess cooled down in the fridge. Yeah. I don't know how long it'd been in the fridge. Well, for. they can fucking survive anywhere, cockroaches. That's the beauty of them. So like, I pretty I think I think it was a cockroach. It was big enough. I can't think of anything else that it, it looked like a giant fucking earwig wasp monster thing. Man, oh, I, oh man, I didn't even want to. I didn't really want to go on the internet. Did it have to try and look very long antenna? Did you take a picture of it? Is that why it got away? I didn't have it any chance, but I, I watched it with horror go in, like crawl into the gap between the cupboards where I can't get to. Oh, man. Okay. You're going to have an infestation before you know it. What do I do, dads? Help me out. Get a roach trap. Yeah, fucking just pour some water down there or something. <laughs> Please listen to option A, not option B. Procrastinate. And if you have enough money, phone someone and make it their problem instead. I don't think I can live there anymore. I think I'm going to have to move out. I think I'm just No. I think I'm just going to have That's to move fine. out. Don't be ridiculous. Look, I went to Florida last year and the bugs are ridiculous in Florida. They're fucking everywhere. They're fucking huge. Yeah, what's up with that place? That fucking every every time I've been to Florida, cockroaches and yeah. garbage everywhere. Hot and wet, Fuck me. Hot and wet is what bugs like right yeah. they're like they're like girls gone wild that's what they want so you <laughs> you go down to florida the bugs are huge all the all the all the wildlife is crazy like the grass is they've got all kinds of different grasses like they, the grasses are trying to kill each other the grass yeah, yeah. kills each other they, they, it's like a war they grow out of control yeah, it's like a war so the bugs are all fucking massive but you just deal with it after a couple of days of shitting yourself you're like ah cockroach like you just see them like i come down in the morning to make a cup of coffee and there'd be roaches and even though the guy comes around and sprays and they put all the traps down, it's Florida. So the bugs just, they're continually, you know, figuring out new technology, new bug technology to deal with uh, all the, the chemicals. You just live with it. You get used to it. It stressed me out, man, because I'd never experienced anything like that. I think, do you know what it was? It wasn't the fact that it was a bug and it was in my place. I think I could have dealt with that. It was the fact that it came out of such an innocent Tesco yeah. curry thing, which I'm so, so, am I most vulnerable? That's what happens, right? When yeah. you're just, yeah. it's late. You're tired. You all you want is a microwave curry, and now you've got fucking 
a roach infestation to yeah. deal with. I got a question. I got a question for you. Did you did you eat the curry afterwards, Lewis? I didn't. Uh, you didn't. Oh, I really? I, I couldn't. I couldn't eat it. I just thought. Fuck! I would have totally. Eaten I it. lost my appetite totally. I, I, I was like, I calmed down. I can't believe what? you put a trigger warning in front of a fucking cockroach story. Like, Jesus Man, Christ. Everyone eats these ready meals from Tesco's and they're going to be paranoid now no, that they're, they're opening their it's like ready a one meals in a and there's a cockroach You've clearly out. never been on spider duty before. I mean, I, I have to go on spider watch constantly. It was so big. It freaked me. I've never seen a bug that big in my life, except for on Southeast Asian, like, kebab shops out in the street vendor that's the only time i've seen insects that big or when someone's eating them on a fucking survival show like i'm a celebrity you know what i imagine you like uh like the the woman was it kate capshaw in temple of doom where she turns over her hand and there's that gigantic bug on her hand and that's the the tunnel scene with the bugs i imagine that as being you lewis and your reaction is the same yeah yeah i just screamed like a girl just ran out i mean i don't like cockroaches or bugs or whatever but i'm not i'm definitely not as squeamish Squeamish around them as I used to be, just because, like I was saying, you know, when you have a family and stuff and nobody else is willing to remove bugs from the house, it falls on you to do it. And after yep. you've done it a couple of times, you're just like, whatever, fuck these bugs. Like, we'll just they're easy to kill. Bugs are really stupid and easy to kill. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just whack it was, them. It was fairly late and I did scream like a, like a, like a scream queen horror f- film girl. Like Ned Flanders murdered, right? when, um, <laughs> when he murdered his plant. And do you know what? I immediately felt really guilty. And the reason I did that was because my um, estate agent sent me an email today saying that my neighbor was complaining about me making excessive noise. Now, I'm not particularly somebody who makes excessive noise. <laughs> yeah. Except for when I'm masturbating. Which only <laughs> happens on a Thursday at 9 p.m. Sharp. Well, the only thing I can think of. When he, he shouts the Dexter theme song. He top shouts volume. out, yeah. Dexter likes to kill! <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could really think of making excessive noise was my computer's currently set up closer to the front door to my flat than previously. I, I bet you I know what it is, Lewis. I bet you know what it Rust. is. You've got Rust. you've got your headphones on, you've got the volume yeah. too loud, and when you're talking on Vent or Discord or whatever, you don't realize how loud you're yelling because you yeah. Well, this was the thing, right? Because it was 1 a.m. the other night and me and Barry were building a base and I was just yelling, Barry's big booty bitches, Barry's big yeah, booty bitches. No, like that'll that do over it. and over again. That'll and like drawing while well, I drew this fucking sign with like of a naked naked lady and then i just laughed my ass off when it was fucking finished at how bad it was and me and barry were just there looking at it in hysterics and it was great it was a great moment it's true i remember that that was great right? rust is full of these great moments that you'll always remember but i remember very sort of just looking at the clock and thinking oh shit it's 1am and i'm like making a fucking <laughs> real lot of noise so maybe that is where the complaint came from maybe the funny thing is right Things in my life, this is boring, I'm just going to carry on. Things in my life are conspiring to make me um, live a bit better, right? right? So, for example, the cockroach thing, I was like, I'm now going to clean this kitchen. There's going to be no food out. So if this cockroach does come out tonight, it's not going to find any food, okay? It's, it's, it's going to be spotless. <laughs> so I cleaned my whole fucking kitchen, like totally clean, right? I was like, the only thing this cockroach is going to get is cleaning fluid and like fucking jiff. Like, that's it. That's all it's getting. <laughs> I believe GIF? it's pronounced GIF. GIF did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? I see. Yeah. And so that's that's that, right? In the mornings, there's some fucking workmen outside my house who start at 7:30. It's like 
beep, 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 turn on their fucking things. What are they doing out I there? I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I, I wouldn't have agreed into this, to move into this place if, if they were fucking working at 7.30. So every morning I'm up at 7.30, right? Because I can't, it's like a perfect, it's like perfect alarm. And now I can't even stay up wow. past half 12 because I'm going to get noise complaints. So... Everything in my life is conspiring to make me live like a better life well, in a good way. You know, you think you got it bad. I got blocked on Twitter this morning okay. for making a death threat against Simon, which was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I will fucking kill you for tweeting this uh, in response to a tweet that he made about people threatening to kill each other over like cupcake decorations or something like that on the internet. Right. You know, typical internet garbage or whatever. I've got so to thought, see this. You know, be kind of funny. I had to delete the tweet. It's the first time I've ever had to delete a tweet on Twitter because it was a death threat. Wow. But it was a joke. Twitter blocked you but didn't delete the tweet. Yeah, no, they blocked me. And then they forced me to like log in again and fucking, you know, do my two-factor authentication and stuff. And then they were like, okay, well, now that you're back in, please delete this offensive tweet. And it was just like me saying to Simon, my friend, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to delete it. But that, that, that's how we talk. That's like normal kind of every, that's not even the worst of it, honestly. So, yeah, what have we talked about? Oh, I suppose we haven't talked about games You know yet. what we haven't talked about? China is dead. What? China? Yeah, the WWF wrestler China, you know, she used to chum around with Triple H back in the day. She made, uh, well, she became, became a porn star. I didn't realize that she actually became a full porn star. I remember mm. back in the day, there were rumors about a porn video where she had like Weird looking vagina. Holy shit. Yeah, there she is. Ch China uh, in a nine wrestler gangbang. Queen of the ring. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And um, But yeah, wow. no, they, they found her dead in her home in LA. Oh, Jesus. Where did you read yeah. that? She's dead. 45, apparently. Crazy, eh? Victoria Wood died uh, died yesterday as well. That's right. When I was uh, when I was younger, she was she was she was really big on the on the telly. She was very popular. I don't think her humor carried outside that sort of period very well like it wasn't very modern it was quite old-fashioned yeah like she did uh, like that it was really good in the 80s so there weren't many female comics and she was really um you know she was really very funny and her show was was like you know primetime stuff and then she did like that thing was it dinner ladies i think it was called yeah and it was it was very much kind of throwback comedy it was quite old-fashioned yeah and that was when you know in the, the 90s and the 2000s comedy was starting to become a bit more uh, sort of alternative and stuff and nowadays comedy british comedy is fucking awful because i guess the replacement for victoria wood is that miranda miranda what's her name miranda Hart. oh yeah what's a what fucking show what's the show called again i can't even oh, remember i don't That's even know but like you had like the Vicar of Dibley and shit like that. It's like these are awful, abysmal shows. I do not I understand. I mean, Even the Vicar of Dibley, like if you put it up against some of like the more recent stuff, is like fucking hilarious in comparison. But oh, you know, Vicar like, of Dibley is a fantastic show. Yeah, <laughs> you're kidding me. It's terrible. <laughs> Lewis, Get the fuck Lewis, out. Lewis swanning in with like the shittiest opinion. <laughs> 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 oh, you can't fuck. say like fucking Vicar Dibley's a new British oh, comedy that's fucking bad. terrible. It, it's fucking the fuck is wrong with you? Boring as shit. It's like 
20 years old, you twat. No, it's not. It's not 20 years old. I'm talking about the direction that comedy took. If you look at the com- comedy on BBC Now, the ra- Radio 4... What, from Vicar of Dibley onwards? It's all fucking awful. Yeah, it's awful. pretty much, It's yeah. absolutely reprehensible what they've done to comedy at the BBC. And if you look at the what Radio 4... If you look at Radio 4 in the 90s... British right? comedy is now panel shows, right? It's QI, exactly. it's Would I Lie to You, it's Have I Got News For You, it's 8 Out of 10 Cats, Does Countdown. Man, it's, i got to say, though, Have I Got News For You is fucking hilarious still. It is. It can it's be very really funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. But that's been around for like 30 years. Or something stupid. Yeah, like, like these. These are the, this is where the this is where the British comedy is at now. Though it's panel shows. It's not. Yeah. It's not the fucking what that that horrible Irish idiot fucking doing that woman. What's he called? Um, Jesus, Mrs. Brown's Mrs. Boys. Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yeah. <laughs> the worst show on television. Oh, the worst. Man, show. people probably watch the shit out of that though. Like. Because there's nothing else to watch, right? Like that's that's all they get. They just get Mrs. Brown's boys. But like, a, like it's seriously, like a fresh the, hell. If you, if you look at radio in the '90s, the the number of comedians that got their start on Radio Four, like doing Radio Four comedy, and that the, what they went on to do, like the the all those guys, like um, uh, Harry Hill, Rob Brydon. Um, Chris Morris, Armando Iannucci, uh, Alan Partridge. Yeah, Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. That started off on Radio 4. Steve Coogan. All those, like loads of comedians like that, all those guys were on radio and they were alternative scene. And the, the BBC spotted that talent put them on the television their shows were uh, you know they're legendarily good shows i don't see why like we have why don't see why the bbc should be responsible for making good stuff though anymore like honestly are you fucking kidding with me with anything with all the other stuff like you know you could watch good better stuff on netflix and and there's other places that you can find this stuff yeah but the problem is is that the stuff that you're watching on netflix isn't you know there's like in if you live in britain like there's there's definitely like a, a culture and an identity associated with britain right and like if you're watching fucking american comedies on netflix and stuff like that every time you you're doing that you're you're potentially losing those things that make you british right and that's why the bbc needs to make comedies for British people, about British people, like they they kind of have a responsibility to do it. All right, too. I yeah, think. tell Pflex, tell me what comedies you, that we should be making. What, what I mean, what are these seminal classics that you worship and hold up? All right, high? There, there is there is. I mean, for instance, just as an example, right? There is there is nothing coming close to stuff like Alan Partridge, right? Yeah, nothing. I mean, but he's. Didn't you see his film? Did you see the Alan Partridge film from like two years yeah, ago? Yeah, I did see it. It wasn't, it wasn't and great. And he, he did like an audio book as well. Yeah. You didn't think the film was great. I really enjoyed the film. Man, the film was fucking funny, man. I watched it on the plane. I liked Alpha it a lot. Alpha Papa. It was great. It's a great film. It was all yeah, right. Really funny. In my but opinion, it was all right. There hadn't been anything from Alan Partridge for years before that. Yeah, yeah. The, the trip is quite good, right? I quite like the trip. I think that's quite funny. But um, the thing is... If you think about what they should be doing, this is this is what annoys me about the BBC. They have zero need to actually make money, right? They get given money. And that's that's actually fantastic when it t- comes to creativity because you can take risks, you can take gambles, and you can s- grab someone like Harry Hill, who was a brilliant stand-up comedian. Like he was genuinely, he, he, I saw him one time and he was fucking, he was hilarious, right? Great guy, very funny. If you look at what the BBC should be doing, they should be finding good young comedians who are fucking crazy hungry to, to succeed. And like Hugh and Laurie and shows like that. Where are these guys? Where are well, they? I mean, that's what they do with like Live at the Apollo and stuff like that, though. That's where they're sort of showcasing this young No, but the, it's all the same. It's people who want to be the next Michael McIntyre. It's not alternative. 
Or comedy has become so fucking boring and mainstream again. It's just purely yeah. observational. Michael McIntyre, you can relate to this comedy. It's no, there's no challenge to it that, at all. I think that you're looking in the wrong place. I'm I think not. That, that it's fucking miserable, and they should be doing something about it. Don't watch the fucking TV. I haven't had a TV that's plugged into the aerial for 10 fucking years or more now. I watch iPlayer. I download stuff. I watch stuff on Netflix. I watch stuff on right. fucking... Any, anywhere else and you know it's not like I don't watch everything you know I watch I watch a bit of it I watch all the best stuff I watch fucking anime and shit out of fucking other countries you and, fucking, and what? fucking weird Korean do films do you actually watch anime <laughs> you, yeah he does for real fucking he don't he trying to tell me about Death Note or something the other day and I had an oh, aneurysm man. fucking anime lovers Jesus Christ it's not a great anime but it's it's interesting it's a good oh. one to watch actually Death Note sounded pretty cool listen P-Flex I mean I, I could probably watch honestly, that honestly like it's not it's not the best one in the world but it's 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 a good like entry level kind of adult story it's like reading comic graphic novels see comics sounds bad right but graphic novels sounds cool you went you know watchmen stuff like this you know you guys fucking gush all over the place about like superheroes and batman and oh superman and, <laughs> and daredevil and gushing all over the fucking yeah, place yeah. about daredevil like fucking... daredevil's the biggest fucking pussy ever what he, i hate daredevil you take that shit back matt murdoch is a legend you can't tell right there's a lot of anime that is like schoolgirls and teddies and unicorns <laughs> right right i'm gonna counter this with anime somehow <laughs> i want to hear the the anime yeah, case in point. Let's hear it. But a lot of graphic novels and a lot of anime has been written for adults yeah. and has turned into some really good, really good stories that are exciting and emotional and, and, and challenge you intellectually. Tentacle violation. <laughs> Devil versus Punisher. Like, whoop de fucking do. Like, oh, I'm rooting for de for fucking Punisher the whole way through, pretty much. I love the Punisher. Yeah, dude. you're meant to like the Punisher though. He's like he's like an anti-hero. Like you're you're meant to root for he's, him. He's, he's, he's like cool. he's the vigilante. He's the guy pushed too far. He's the vigilante that we we, That's wa it. we don't yeah. want. He's like falling down. Yeah. He's like a better Michael Douglas. But I mean Dexter. Going back to Dexter, we're going we're we're root we're supposed to root for Dexter. Dexter's a fucking vigilante asshole serial killer psychopath yeah. he's a fucking nutcase and we're supposed to, he's our hero though people are naming their kids after him he's got a code and a dark passenger lewis it's acceptable and then and then we go backwards to fucking you know good old daredevil who doesn't fucking kill anyone even there even if he's his own life or his family's life everyone's being killed around him right yeah but he's fucking horrible people and he's like do you know what I'm just going to put them in jail so they can get out again. I, I, I don't know. Like, I have a real problem with it, actually. Well, so you, yeah. you, the, the concept of, of justice and someone embodying that to you is a bad thing. Just kill him. Yeah. Just kill him, Daredevil. Yeah, and, and the nice thing about Daredevil is that he is all for justice. He, he embodies the justice. Okay. But he's not so fucking overpowered that it ruins the show. You know, yeah. he gets his ass kicked all the time. Like, fucking Superman is just, he, oh, I'm, I'm Superman. Yeah. Like, how is he going to get it out of this one? I fucking wonder. It presents this ludicrous thing of reality. Like, I watched, I saw, a read, read a video, I read a video, I read an article yesterday. I read a this, video. It's <laughs> posh British guy from, I don't know, Rugby or Harrow or some university. Oh, yeah. Some, some, some public school. And he was on holiday in, like, Malia or somewhere. And he, like, basically got into an argument with some club promoter. And he said, well, one day you'll work for me, sir. You know, that was what he sort of said. And so this club promoter didn't like it. So he punched him in the face. 
and this kid died. He fucking died from being punched in the face, right? Because that's what it's like when you try and like fucking punch someone in the face. When you when you punch people in the face, you can fracture, rupture their skull. You can kill people. You can't just knock people out Hollywood style. It's more of this childish, extremely childish fantasy world <laughs> yeah. where Daredevil can go around, hit people with chains and chairs, throw them off buildings, and they're all fine. They're all fine. It's a comic book. It's a fucking they comic get a bit book. No, that's up. not true. Daredevil, in reality, would have probably killed like 50 fucking people well, just accidentally. That would be a really fucking boring show to watch. Yeah. You know, like, oh shit, he's about to he's about to bust into the big base and he accidentally hit a kid in the face with a pipe. Oh, and then the, the next like five episodes are fucking Matt Murdock just like sitting in the ER, like hoping against all hope that he's not going to jail because he accidentally killed a kid and stuff. Have, you know, having like, to deal with a lengthy compensation case. Yeah. He's having to talk to his solicitor. They gave me the wrong pipe for the job. Who wants to fucking watch that shit? Listen, you love all the adult stuff. You love watching The Wire and Game of Thrones and all these things, blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to get around to the point that the anime, yes, there's anime for kids, but there is also anime for adults, much like there are graphic novels and comic books for adults. You know what they call it? They call it hentai, Lewis. That's that's the the fucking version of anime. You know what? There's there's many Flash games that you can play on the internet about all of your favorite hentai. Anti heroes as well. You might want to check yeah, them out. Go for it. Go for it, Lewis. You guys are fucking assholes. No. And you know what? You're <laughs> welcome to not expand and broaden your mind and worldview. You can just sit in your little box and play with your little fucking toy of Daredevil. And you can say, oh, I wish I was the devil of Hell's Kitchen. I wish I could punch villains in the face all day, but I'm blind and I've got superpowers. Ooh, I wish there, wish there were superheroes like out there. Oh, isn't it exciting? I lo- you fucking you know what? keep I, your Iron Man. I you like keep your way. fucking pussy Spider-Man. You keep your pussy superheroes and you fucking love it, all right? Yeah. I like the way that you're making out that you watching some fucking anime is you expanding your horizons while <laughs> while we idiots sit here like oh you just oh why Daredevil why Daredevil of all things you just, that's the one thing you've gone for is that, oh I didn't like the Daredevil TV show because he might have killed a kid listen come on no but it's supposed to be for adults and it doesn't feel like it is like it's just a, it's a uh... superhero nobody's watching it and taking it deeply seriously he's a, he's blind and yet he can still hit someone with a billy club at fifty pounds. I mean, nobody's going to go, well, this is ludicrous. Yeah, it's a fucking superhero movie. Of course it is. Like in the in the co- in the the comic books, the kingpin is is bigger than any man could ever be. Listen, we can both agree. Anime sucks that, balls. Go on. Yeah, I think we can all agree. Grown men who watch My Little Pony. I fucking agreed. Yeah, no, I would agree with that are you as well. Big, are you a big brony? P-flex? No, I mean, my, my girls like it because they're the fucking target demographic. Like, I, I, okay, I watch about, them watch it. I'm like, okay, I get it. They're kids. They like that stuff. How about Disney films? Okay. How about Inside Out? That was how great. About, that was a great movie. Yeah, it was really How good. about Big Hero 6? I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah loved how it. How about Tangled? How about Frozen? They're good movies. They're good movies. They're good movies, yeah. Okay. So, you you like... So, okay, let's carry on then. Harry Potter? Yeah, no. it's all right. It's okay. I don't like Harry Potter. Why not? Because Daniel Radcliffe, I don't like him. Well, again, like, I didn't not talk about films, talk about the books. Talk about Harry Potter books. I don't like books. Books, schmucks. You don't, yeah. you don't, you're not, you don't like books. I rest my case. <laughs> Jury, you made this. I'm Man, done. I read books. I was just, I'm just joking. I'm just, I, I can't believe you're trying to take some kind of uh, intellectual high ground on He's going to be sitting in his living room tonight, right, on his couch. He's going to be in a pair of white boxer shorts no shirt surrounded on, by cockroaches like a, a pair of ill-fitting brown socks on with like a microwave tv 
dinner in front of him, surrounded by anime pillows. And cockroaches. Watching anime. And he's going to turn around to one of his anime pillows with a really smug look on his face and say, this is it. This is the high life. And maybe a mountain <laughs> of books around him as well. Well done. You well done. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm, I give up. Do you, <laughs> give up. do you like get a really big book, like a really big book, and slam your dick in it just to get off? <laughs> oh, it's so many pages. <laughs> Bam. You cannot criticize something you know nothing about. I can. Guys. I've seen anime. It's bullshit. Man, I've read books. End of story. I like books. I was joking. I just, I, I just don't want to ever admit to liking Harry Potter. Well, I don't actually enjoy Harry Potter because I don't really know much about My it. My feeling, okay is that you have to educate yourself in order to grow and learn as a person, right? I yeah. knew that I wouldn't like Twilight, but I read the book anyway. Uh, okay? What's wrong with you? Man, that's not serving anything. Because I wanted to fucking have an understanding. Okay, I you're not to be more educated talk. now that you've read Twilight. Okay, all you've done is waste listen, your fucking I time. I don't listen to other people's opinions to let them decide for me, right? I choose and do my own research and find my own fucking way through life. <laughs> I do not say, this guy said anime was a fucking weeaboo shit, therefore I am agreeing with that asshole, right? I do not agree with what anyone says. I fucking forge my own way based <laughs> off my own fucking life experience and learning. I'm not willing to accept... Right? What other people say. There's a lot of drama and a lot of hassle around Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey and this shit. And they don't come along and they're not very hard to read. I read it in like fucking two days because it's written by like a child. The writing is fucking as big as Harry Potter. It might as well be Harry Potter. It's, you know, I'm just telling you guys that you ought to not just prescribe to this pre-selected vision of the world and not make up your own mind or go in and argue with me when you haven't read it. When you haven't watched anime, you can't argue with me when you haven't watched it. I have watched anime. I haven't watched every anime. I've watched some. Who cares what? I have to have watched every anime and done like a thesis on anime and really analysed it and sat down. <laughs> my and dissertation got my is ready. In the lab. Yeah, I've watched some anime. You've watched yeah. anime. What anime have you watched? I have as well. I yeah. watched some of that Attack on Titan or whatever it was called. The thing with the giant okay. people that come and eat the villagers. And I watched uh, some One Punch Man at Shane's request. Uh, Akira, of course. Um, and you didn't like those two series at all? I thought Attack on Titan was super bad and i thought it was absolutely shockingly melodramatic all the characters were incredibly one note the acting was terrible uh i thought the whole concept the concept itself was okay did you watch a, a dub of it no i watched it with subtitles okay but my, my problem Man, is you're tearing me apart that the characters now. in anime are so fucking out of a box like every character is like lifted from a box. You know that character the moment you see them. And the voice actor they choose for that guy is like, I know this character and I know what they're going to do. And they, they cannot convey emotion with subtlety in anime. I've seen a ton of them. They all do it. If someone's upset, they make them shake and they'll grit their teeth. <laughs> that is what they and do. And then they'll yeah. shout something in Japanese and everyone will go, oh. And they'll sort of have that shocked look, and then someone will come in and say something. And they'll go, <laughs> like that. In every fucking one. It's always, like, it's so, it's almost like 
that sort of classic Italian character that there is. I can't remember what the fuck he's called. You see him in restaurants. He's like a clown. He's wearing black and white. Says everything twice. He's a, yeah, he's the dummy two times, they call him. <laughs> oh, for God's right. sake. So, but, but the point is that, that that character was like a staple of Italian theatre in that period. Like, he was in a bunch of shit, and he was the same guy and all that shit. And I'm like, why don't they make up their own characters? Why don't they have to have this fucking asshole in there? Like, the, but people used to do that. You know, they'd have like a carbon copy character that would be familiar to the audience are known and I I see the same thing in anime I don't see I see very high concept <sighs> stuff like the, the whole Attack on Titan thing as a concept I was like wow I've, you know this is pretty and cool and you didn't like One Punch Man at all it's just it's just stupid it's just like it's the, I mean well, it's, it's, but it's, a, it's a comedy anime it's yeah but it's not fucking funny like it's I'm sorry but it's oh, it not is, funny it is funny and it's good like I don't know th- this is weird it's kind of like arguing with someone who is a Christian right and they know that they're going to hate atheism, right? So they go into to looking at this evolution bullshit with this fucking really cynical, like, stink eye, and they're like, well, like, well, I'm expecting it to be terrible, and it is, it's terrible. It's How could this possibly be? You know, God obviously made a banana so a human could hold on to it. I can't possibly believe that a, a banana would have evolved any other kind of way. Um, and they're just, it feels like such an old man. I don't know why I'm argue, even trying to argue I'll with tell you, you. I'll tell you, you know? why. Because so far your argument for anime has been about attacking people who don't like anime, and bigging up yourself as some kind of amazing brainiac who's sitting around absorbing, ooh, stroking his I'm chin. I'm at the cutting edge of culture. No, this anime I'm watching is... cartoons. Mm. And I'm just saying <laughs> right. that I've watched anime and I don't like it. I'm not saying don't watch anime. I'm just saying I don't fucking like it. I think it's really, really stupid and I don't understand how people can get so into it. People go, it's amazing. I'm like, no, it's really not to me amazing. So please don't bang on about it. That's well, all I'm such saying. A, such, a, such a generic way of saying it's like saying I don't like film i don't like movies i don't like books right it's like saying that that's what it's it's like like when you say you don't don't like like a genre of yeah a genre yeah yeah yeah, but anime isn't that. There's like anime it about it's fucking soap opera. There's like subgenres within it, but it is definitely a genre. It's like saying I don't like television. Anime just means animated stuff. You know, you like animated films. You like fucking there, big no, hero no, it's six. Not, it's not like that at all. It, there, there is a style of artwork. There's a style of characterization. There's a style of the melodrama and the way. Yeah. It, like it, it's got its own. Like like Sip says, it's a genre. It's got its. It it, it definitely has a formula to it's it. It's very formulaic, very much so. Like for instance, I I don't tend to enjoy movies. Well, you're wrong though. Where. It, the, the the poster for the movie is a picture of four or five people looking in slightly different directions with a storm or a coastline, and it'll be called something <laughs> like uh, uh, the the House of Woe, witches. And, and it's just going to be two and a half hours of people having conversations. And oh, it's I mean, it's so deep. It's like mm, so. In, I don't care for those movies. That's a genre of movie. I don't watch romantic comedies. Right, I don't know romantic fucking... comedies. But Lewis, what about Sansa romantic comedy? I could mention one that's actually good. Well, I'd watch right? it. And then you'd be like, oh, I don't believe you're just writing off romantic comedies. Yeah, on the whole, no, I think the they're thing, fucking P-Flex. awful. No, I am never a person who will say to you, I, I'm not watching that, right? You suggest something to me, I will watch All it. Right. I will say, okay, I'll try it out. Watch, watch a, the video I'm going to upload tomorrow of me taking a dump on a pile of anime DVDs. Do that. <laughs> a really liquidy Jesus one. Christ. <laughs> I just I just don't like an attitude from people where they say something is bad without having read it or learned about it. Because yeah. I don't think you're entitled to I just to say. cannot believe you're gonna waste your time reading Twilight when you could tell from the description and the general reaction that it's gonna be fucking. You knew you bad. weren't gonna really like it. Man, you're not the target demographic at all. Yeah, make a prediction. Yeah. Edward has got a 
big heart and <laughs> he is a real dreamboat. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It gave me tingles in my thighs just to read that book mm. and I feel like a more happy person after having done so. Listen, right? guys, you know this whole conversation about anime? This is going to be the most controversial podcast we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, literally. It is really going to divide. Like, it's going to be like Moses in the in the comments section. It's going to be crazy. You're entitled to your own uh, opinions, but not on stuff you're, that you You're entitled to your own opinions, so long as they conform with mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Pretty much. That's how the world should work, right? I That's what like. happens when you spend too much time on Reddit, Lewis. Just saying. Yeah, you obviously bumped into r slash weeaboo knobheads, and you got stuck in there. I've never <laughs> been on... That's fucking anime. I'm just check if there is a subreddit called Weeaboo Knobheads. <laughs> Congratulations to our top contributor this month, Lewis from the Yogg's Cast. He's been given gold. He really loves his anime. You guys are the worst. Do you want to talk about games now? We've been like, games. all we've been doing is playing Rust for the last week. Is there yeah. anything else anyone has done at all? I, I, sorry, I just just to go back very quickly to anime, just for five seconds. I have oh watched all of the Studio Ghibli stuff. And I, I actually really like it. And I think it's it's very inventive. And my kids have watched some of them, like uh, Pocoyo and stuff like that. Oh. Those are those are really good. And I think they're really good. I know Pocoyo. Yeah, it's good. And my, my kids like so it. What, so you think anime is really good? No, I said I like those. But they are anime. But they're completely different from anything else I've seen. Well, no, but... Like, they're almost a genre unto themselves. There's so much anime that is similar and inspired and like that and in that vein. No, I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen enough anime to Again, know. what is this? No! No. You can't say, oh, I like this subsection of things, yeah, I do. which I know about because I've watched them and I like them. Right, but I've seen but, enough other anime to know that I ain't going to But they like couldn't it. possibly in the last 30 years that this guy's been making anime be anything similar to what he's there been isn't. doing. There's nothing like it. Find me, nothing, find okay, me five cool. movies that practically could be Studio Ghibli movies but are not. And I'm not talking about made by the same guys on the side project. I'm not talking about what I'm talking about. I want people in whatever fucking stupid weeaboo incest fucking bullshit thread pops up on the Yogscast sub forum after this. I want you to give me five <laughs> movies that are anime and you're like, oh man, I thought this was Studio Ghibli and it ain't. All right. And it can't have any of the people that work at Studio Ghibli. Even the cleaners can't have been involved. I'm talking completely independent side projects that you'd be like, this must be Ghibli. It ain't no Ghibli. That's I what I'm waiting I accept that for. challenge. Okay. <laughs> it ain't no Ghibli. That's got to be the title for this <laughs> It ain't episode. no Ghibli. Yeah. It ain't yeah. no Ghibli. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, listen, uh, if we're going to talk about games, it's going to be a quick one because literally there's no fucking games out. Like Dark Souls 3 came out. Nobody, none of us have played it and we've all played no. Rust instead. I played it. I played Dark Souls 3. Did you? I died 25 times on the first boss and I, then I killed it and I was like, I think I've finished the game now and I haven't played it since. Nice. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. It is, yeah. That, it's I mean, meant to it's be. so hard, man. It's meant to be. Uh, hard as balls. So anyway, uh, Rust, we're not going to talk about it because it's, it's just too much. Well, Rust we've all got all Rust time. fever now, don't we? We've all been playing yeah. it. Everybody at the office is now playing it. We've got like a community server with people from the office and people out in like the fandom playing it as well, which is really cool. And that's about it. If you want to play Rust. Should play Rust. That's right. Yeah, it's great. The guys from Rust gave me a hundred keys to give away, and I've. Are been you giving serious? Them away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been giving them away on Twitter. 
before I got well, blocked. Well, bear in mind they've given us like 50,000 Rust keys over the last kind of three years because we gave them, they were part of the oh, humble yeah, yeah. Christmas bundle. Yeah, man, but still fucking free game, right? And it's a good game too. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. If you're going to get anything for free, you might as well get a fucking good game. Yeah, so. you can give them out. All right, that's a good idea, Sips. Yeah. Just tweet at Sips if you want a key. Yeah, just tweet me. Just tweet me and say, you know what? The Triforce podcast is the best fucking podcast I've ever heard in my life. I love it. I live for it. I don't do anything. I wait patiently for 4 p.m. GMT on a Wednesday for the new episode to come out, and I'll give you a key for sure. Nice. So shall we do some questions that you've been tweeting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Question. Sure, why not? Why, Sips, do you think so many games are always, uh, sorry, becoming always online? So why are so many games becoming always online? I mean, I think I think that online games are great because you get to play them with people right like there's certain- right, right but no they're, they're talking about games where you have to be online oh like a, a, as like a sort of like like a drm kind of thing anti-piracy yeah, yeah. sort of yeah yeah thingamajig um well i guess that, that that's why i mean they yeah yeah don't want people pirating their games so they want to make sure that they know who's logging in and playing them or whatever it makes sense yeah i saw a really interesting post i can't remember which game it was but they um Basically, they were localizing it into different languages, and they had they put some code in the game which could detect whether it had been pirated or not. Um, and they found that localizing for Portuguese and Brazil caused like Brazil to be the most pirated region for their game, and they barely sold any l- legit copies in that were region. You, were you talking about wow. which game? Sorry, I can't remember which one it was. I saw, but basically, it turned out that I think that they the piracy ratio of sales to piracies was about one to three. So about for every sale three people had pirated the game. Right, I, I, I've got an even more brutal example for oh, God. you of, of game piracy. Okay, so one of my favourite indie games of the last few years was Game Dev Tycoon. Yeah. Right? I, I loved it. I right. thought it was brilliant, really fun, really simple. It was a lot of fun. And I liked the progression and I hope they do another one soon. So shout out to Greenheart Games. That game was great. Yeah. So there's a blog you can search. If you just do a Google for Game Dev Tycoon and blog, the title of the blog is What Happens When Pirates Play a Game Development Simulator and Then Go Bankrupt Because of Piracy. It's a long title, but that's what it's called. I remember all this. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're going to say. I remember all so, this. So when the game came out, they deliberately released a cracked version. All right. And there was a difference between the genuine and the cracked version. The cracked version, for a start, had a little thing that just sent a signal to a server saying, hey, cracked version here. And the genuine version did the same. The other thing was the game was slightly different so that gradually your game company starts to lose money to piracy and goes bankrupt and you, you stop being able to make money because so many people are pirating your games. So here are there. These are the results. After one day of the game being released, only 6.4% of people owned a genuine version of the game. 93.6% of people playing the game were using the cracked oh version God. of the game. It's crazy. That it's crazy. is a depressing statistic. It is. And and it, it shows why now we're in this place where games are free to play and you're, you're just being charged through the nose for cosmetics and, and, and other shit like that. If they're selling something through a store that they know people are going to buy, they're going to make their money that way. And, and they're not going to lose out to people not buying their game and just pirating it or whatever and, and and putting them under and it's like i don't know it's it's such a weird one the whole thing has just been such a weird like evolution around protecting against piracy and it's with piracy that they're always at like two or three steps ahead right you know like there's always ways for them to get this stuff and and make it accessible for people and and whatever so like always online and, and drm and stuff is just another step but it'll just keep going and it'll just keep evolving and in the end you probably won't have to pay for a game 
but in the end, you probably won't be able to enjoy a game without buying a bunch of shit in the game that they've somehow managed to ring fence and make safe from piracy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shitty direction to go in, but it's just the way that it's got to be because, you know, these guys work, they need to make a living or whatever, and they want to make money. The, and and it comes down to it as well. Like sometimes these games are really fucking shitty. They're overhyped and they're shitty and you pay money for them. But you got Steam refunds now, right? Yep. So if you buy a game and you don't like it, just fucking refund it and just show them that you dislike the game. Yeah, and don't pre-order stuff. Just don't. Yeah, I hate pre-order stuff. There's no need. Pre-order something if you know that you're going to fucking love it. Pre-order the new WoW expansion if you've played WoW for the past 10 years and you love WoW and you know you're going to play it and get value out of it, enjoy it. That's fine. Don't feel bad if you get a week of play out of it because that's quite honestly usually the amount of play you get out of a game like Wolfenstein or whatever. Don't fucking pre-order you know, Ubisoft's next game or whatever, because chances are it might not be good, you know, given their track record. But then again, a lot of people like The Division, including myself. I think I think that, that, that back in the day, piracy was easier than buying it legit, right? So a lot of people pirated because it was just an easier way to get your hands on these games. So before Steam, before, before these things, you know, Kazar and LimeWire and all these fucking piracy torrents and stuff... It was just it was just easier to get hold of uh, TV shows and films and things like that yep. via piracy than it was to to and, and even with taking the risk that you might get a cracked version or some virus or whatever even with that you know accepting that so now I think Steam's done a lot to fight piracy and I think Steam refunds is a great thing that will help people because I think I think what for example I think that on day one with Game Dev Tycoon. At least me, certainly. I think I'd already played Game Dev Tycoon on the iPhone, right? Before Greenheart Games came out with their version right. on PC. Yeah. I could see myself not wanting to buy this game in case it's crap or I've already played it or whatever. So I could see a lot of people would download it, um, pirate it, and then then just never pay anything for it. Because, you know, you think, oh, well, what's the harm? You know, I've 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 downloaded it. I did quite like it. I did play it for four hours or whatever. But pff, I don't know. I'm not paying Twenty nine ninety nine for a copy, you know, legal copy. It's crazy to think that it's probably easier to download a full pirated copy of a game than it would be to just play a demo. And like, that's probably why nobody makes fucking demos anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. Remember demos? Remember when like big, back yeah. in like the nineties and stuff? Yeah, demos were fucking huge. You used to get them on CDs and stuff, like as a part of a magazine or whatever. And like you, that was your way of additionally hyping yourself for a game. You know, you play the demo, yeah. you play the shit out of it. It was super limited, but you enjoy it. And then you're like, fuck, I can't wait for the full game like, to come uh, out. Like uh, Duke Nukem 3D came out. The demo for that was, I think it was only one level, but it was amazing. Yeah. Like it was, uh, it was absolutely amazing. I couldn't believe it. How many it. times did you play that level in the demo? So many times. Yeah, so many I know. times. I can still remember it. Like I, I bet I could still find my way around that level. And it must have been 20 years. I think it was so satisfying to play. Right. I, I feel like I feel like that that, that that the meat of the gameplay. You know, the reason Minecraft is so addictive is that it's just so pleasant. And the world World of Warcraft too. It's just so easy and yeah, to yeah. walk around and interact with the world. It feels so natural. It's so smooth. It's so gentle. Like yeah. just that meat of the game, yeah. the actual core gameplay. It's like Rust. Like cutting down a tree in Rust is very natural. Very good. It's very satisfying. It's well done. It feels natural. It doesn't feel oh, buggy or glitchy or irritating or frustrating. I was you know, saying this to Lewis the other day. Like I was just out in a field and like the weather changed and it was really quiet yeah. I was in this remote part and I just thought fuck this game is amazing like yeah, every yeah. little fucking detail about this game is awesome you know like you could hear bugs and you could hear fucking I could just hear like 
gunfire very distantly. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was like, oh, great. You know, like they're fighting, but like they're super fucking far away. And I can tell that like in the game, like it just feels like this alive world sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's really yeah, awesome. There's, there's, there's drama happening just over that yeah. hill. When they nail the guts of a game, it's it's really fucking satisfying. I agree with WoW that's, too. That's, WoW just that's felt the key to like a successful fantastic game yeah. that, that's got longevity really. It's yeah. just that core gameplay. You can do it again and again and again and it's just satisfying to do it. It doesn't need anything else. Yeah. I think in a way like I think it's I think it's an interesting dynamic with Game Dev Tycoon is that I found Game Dev Tycoon quite fun but also quite boring. And I, I think that, you know, I think once you've seen that core of the game, once you've experienced sitting in an office, the idea of publishing a game, yeah. blah, 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 you've done you've kind of sometimes life is about the journey, right? It's not about getting to the end. It's not about seeing that final, although there is a little smidgen of satisfaction at the end where it says, you've completed the game. Well done, smiley face. Yeah. I think that there is just the same level of satisfaction in sometimes it's saying, your company has gone bankrupt, smiley face. Because of course. it's not about the happiness or the winning. It's about the message, right? And so I, th- I don't think they would, tr- I don't think that the, that the people who, for example, I don't think the people who pirated Game Dev Tycoon went ahead and gave it negative reviews because it was too hard, right? Because they don't, people don't give Dark Souls 3 negative reviews because it's too hard. They appreciate that that is what you're going to get. And I think that a lot of these pirates coming into Game Dev Tycoon wouldn't go on to the Steam reviews and say, this is a terrible game. It was too hard. No. Because they, they didn't like, they didn't fuck the game up. They didn't bug it. They didn't like do anything weird to it. They just, Almost like put it on like nightmare difficulty. Well, no, no, but it, it's deliberately rigged so that you you will a hundred percent. You will lose. Yeah, and, and there were people com- and that that was the thing is there were people complaining. It's pretty clever, yeah. And people were posting screenshots saying I can't make money, and they're like, it's a pirated version you're running, and it's coded that way. Like people didn't understand that the game was specifically rigged just to make a demonstration. <laughs> like I, I, I'm pretty sure that when they put out Game Dev Tycoon, they weren't thinking this is our retirement, boys. Like it was a game that they put together. It was an indie game. I just kind of feel like. When people pirate those vast titles that they do not trust, I can understand as a consumer them thinking, the last time I gave them my money, I was unhappy with the game and I couldn't get a refund that I was stuck with this game and I can't afford to buy a lot of games. So there's my 40 quid gone on this piece of shit that I'm really unhappy with and I'm angry. So I'm going to pirate their next game as a way of getting back something for myself. I can understand that mentality. But when you're pirating a game that's seven bucks, it's like you're just stealing because it's free. Like there's no justification. There's no moral high ground that you can take. This is oh, well, actually, piracy sometimes helps game developers. Explain how. Like we genuinely explain how you've spent time and money putting out a game, and someone steals it, and that's helping you out. I, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I just honestly think if people are pirating games, just be honest. You didn't want to pay for it. And I like the example that um the guy says, uh, "Why are so many games?" online only you brought this on yourself like this is what we we all have to put up with now because so many people just didn't want to pay for games because they didn't have to there's no there's no getting around it that that's why it's like that yeah this is just how it is from now on well there you go we managed to answer one question. One question. Uh, well, actually, do you, have- do you have any quick one? Other quick ones? Come on, we need to answer more than one question. And you also have to say who they're from too. Sips. I mean, if you could change thing about one thing about YouTube, what would it be and why? Is there anything you want to change on YouTube? No, not really. I think it's fine. It doesn't bug me too much. You like th- some sometimes when things are broken, it, it's it can be annoying or whatever. Like recently, there's been this thing where if you start uploading a video, normally you can just add a thumbnail to it straight away. 
for some reason they've changed something and you have to wait like five minutes before you can put a thumbnail up. It's just a little thing, but it's like kind of annoying, you know, because like you, you develop like a workflow, you know, right? Like when you when you you make a video, you render it, you upload it, and then you have a certain sequence that you do things in sort of thing to get it ready to go. But overall, no, I wouldn't change anything. I think it's fine. Like it's just this great big beast that just is constantly changing and things change on it or, or whatever and you just you just got to roll with it i guess like it's mm. it's just one of those things the the cordigan 510 says Pyrian lewis tips what is the best comic book you've ever read i would have to say from hell by uh alan moore i thought that was absolutely i've read i've read it several times and it's uh i thought it was absolutely brilliant i recently w- read uh east of west which is amazing it's a great comic do you read any graphic novel sips got any got any that you remember i mean I, i'll say watchmen because pretty much it's the only one i've read man like i don't read lots of like comics or you know graphic novels or whatever i'm sure there's way better ones out there maybe like is watchmen now so old and sort of like no 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 where it, people are like oh that's dumb i mean i enjoyed it i liked it a lot it is that good it's still held up as because uh, i mean you've got to remember i mean i know it's easy to, to talk like this about things that were like monumental in their time and and it's, it's unreasonable to expect people to still read something and appreciate where it came from uh-huh. but this came out at the height of comic books is just literally like now we see comic books and the movies they're quite knowing and self-referential and everything like that and i think joss whedon had a lot to do with that you know they, they kind of get it they get that superheroes are also kind of silly and, and stuff like that but in the 80s comic books were not like that they were really badly written very straightforward and then you had that alternative comic scene in the 80s and 90s yeah, yeah. Because superhero comics, like alternative comics in the 60s and 70s with like Robert Crumb and the, a lot of the San Francisco comic guys, they brought alternative comics in as like, these can be for grownups too. And that took a, a generation to bleed into mainstream comics. So that now there are graphic novels for like for adults everywhere. Mm. But it didn't always used to be the way. And then when Watchmen came out, it flipped the whole superhero thing because Alan Moore is a genius of a comic book writer he's absolutely brilliant and he like he was the first guy that actually said what if there really was a superman yeah like it would not be as simple as saying he's going to go and save a bus full of kids from falling off a bridge dr manhattan fucks off to mars he's like you're all just mattered to me i don't give a fuck what is the purpose yeah that that's what the superman would do and i think that like that had not been done before there's a there's a great brendan sanderson book called short story called steelheart which i think i read the second one of actually recently and that's about uh these these people who have superpowers and there's this one called steelheart who's basically like superman um and he just takes over the fucking country he just becomes he just becomes the fucking king he just enslaves everyone kills anyone who fights against him and just fucking rules over this this um incredible fucking city that he's sort of constructed and and it's it's completely you know and he fights people who run other other superheroes who run other cities and stuff you know and he's a bad guy right it's you know you you can't assume that 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 you know, a superhero Superman would would be good, and yeah, it's great to deconstruct this stuff and look at it from a different angle. Man, uh, Straight Edge Kid says, "Sips, Pyrian, talk about the day you realised you were a nerd for the very first time, a wee little virgin nerd untouched <laughs> by nerdania." Man, I don't know. Like I'm like I'm a nerd, but like I'm not like a super duper nerd. Like there's a lot of things that like you still don't see yourself as a nerd. Do I, you? I see myself as a nerd in the sense that like. I play video games and I really enjoy video games and I, I enjoy like weird fucking obsessive aspects of video games and stuff like that. But 
I've never been like, you know, like super like isolated sort of thing. Like I've always had like chums to like chum around with. I've always had like shit to do. Like I think there's definitely degrees of being a nerd, right? Mm. And like, yeah, I guess like I probably realized like when I was a teenager that like I had nerd tendencies. But even then, like I probably was playing like Pharaoh or something and just being lazy and I didn't want to like go out. And that, and then I probably thought to myself, uh, maybe I'm like a bit of a nerd. Like I'm just staying home and playing a video game instead of going out or whatever. I think I think um, it's a, you know it's a bit obvious, but being a nerd has changed from by default what you do to the fact that games are played or you know t- movies are obsessively watched by such a huge number of people now that nerd culture, for want of a better way of putting it, is so mainstream that all you've got left when it comes to actual hardcore nerds are people that watch anime and uh, wank on about it. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nerd, nerd was a totally different thing when I went to school, right? Like, a nerd was like, you had big fucking thick glasses and, like, wore suspenders and had a pocket protector and <laughs> right. stuff. And, like, it wasn't, it was not even remotely cool to be a nerd. And nobody viewed you as being like, oh, fuck, I wish I was more like that or whatever. Like, it was yeah definitely a bad thing but nowadays it's obviously like oh fucking look at this nerd who like knows everything about fucking anime or whatever he's the best i want to be like him yeah it's like it's come full circle like it's gone completely the other way now yeah i think video games and marvel superhero films and stuff and and star i mean i think when i was young it used to be if you liked star wars you were a nerd right right and nowadays liking star wars is the default Right. I think a lot of things that used to be nerdy yeah. have become just mainstream and are now cool. And by extension, that makes that that legitimizes a lot of other stuff. Yeah. I think that you still have the definite fringes of nerdiness, like Magic the Gathering, I think is out there on the yeah, fucking fringes. That is but, fringe shit. But yeah. Hearthstone is kind of, you know, bringing it, bringing it. It's definitely yeah. as mainstream as it gets. You know, so, even like, what, what nowadays would constitute you just being a hmm. unappealing think, nerd yeah there's certain things isn't there i think br- bronies Bro- bronies yeah <laughs> well bronies yeah, up, that, up on that list um i think people that are what are they called furries yeah uh, furries. I, I think people that go too down da- too deep into the rabbit hole of of nerd culture maybe yeah. like this they're down there they're, they're digging continually they're down at bedrock you can't get lower than that in my opinion someone who is obsessed with a a TV show that's made for little kids to the point of slight mental illness. Yeah, in some exactly. Cases. And I think in a lot of cases, those people probably are mentally ill. Maybe, yeah. And I'm not criticizing them for it, but please don't don't make out like I'm the wrong one for not liking a TV show that was literally made for my four year old. Like I watched an episode with them, and it's impossible for someone with an adult mind to really watch that show and appreciate it on anything like at an adult level. It's, it's literally written for kids in that when I watch something that's clearly not made for kids, my kids are asking questions all the time. What the fuck is happening? Why are they doing this? Why do you say that to her? What's going on with this guy? In My Little Pony, everything that happens is spelled out for you as it's happening while the character's doing it. I'm going to go up the stairs now so I can get onto the second floor of my house. I'm going to w- open this door so we can go through I'm the doorway. I'm walking up the stairs. Oh, clip, here I clop, go. clip, clop, clip, clop. Here I go. Up the stairs, clip, clop. I'm singing a song about literally what I'm doing. Exactly. It's, it's written it's for like kids. It's like a YouTube fucking let's play. Yeah, you just narrate every single thing you it do. Is ju- yeah, it's just for kids. So if you, if you can watch it. Maybe that's it, why I- kids like 
like Minecraft Let's Plays because it's just like a t- kids' TV show where they're just narrating yeah, everything no, they exa- do as they exactly. do it. It's literally, oh, let's, let's knock down this wall with a hammer. So you don't just see so the mystery. Why is he knocking down the wall? Why is he doing it? It's all right. It's all right, kids. Calm down. He just told us he's going to knock down the wall. And the song is coming as well. Knocking down the wall. Knocking down the wall because I need to get a muffin on the other side of the wall. It's reassuring for kids. They're they're startled and uh, the world is a mystery to them. At all times, they have no idea what's going to happen. My kids regularly don't know what day it is. Like, why would they? What time it is? When is dinner? What what is happening? How old am I? You know, they forget everything. My, My son, like, still doesn't understand the concept of the weekend. So, like, every day he wakes up he's like do i have nursery today yeah yeah it's wednesday it's like do i have it tomorrow yeah yeah, that'll be thursday what about the next day yeah friday and the day after that no no saturday you don't have nursery but i have it today right yeah yeah you've got it today yeah every day (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's amazing that's amazing. Listen, before we leave, I have one shout out, which I'm I'm sure that you'll all join in with me in shouting out to. <laughs> a man on Reddit named the one in the underscore um, created a really sad thread yesterday, uh, which said, I don't look up to and admire the Ogs cast anymore. <laughs> and the reason for this is I've imagined them all shitting and now they're <laughs> yeah. just normal people shout in out. my mind. Oh, shout that out. Is, they are no longer superhumans. Sad day indeed. That's what we were told. We know, man. We know. It's sad. Oh, my God. Now you've pictured us all sitting there, well, pants around our ankles, taking a shit, and you realized, you know what? We're just average, everyday, ordinary nerds. I'm, sh- I'm shitting right now. Right now, folks. Me too. God, there's going to be a lot of drama of this one, I'm sure, with the yeah. old people complaining, all the bronies and furries I don't think up. people are going to take too kindly to the anime bashing. I think, I think most of our audience are uh, in that category, so... Yeah, that's all right. Let us know. Let us know that that challenge uh, on the Studio Ghibli thing. We will see you all next week for more uh, Triforce. Angry dad ranting. <laughs> Literally old men ranting about these cartoons. You're no good. <laughs> Back in my day, they weren't able to make the cartoons. They weren't able to make the pictures move like they do now. Had to use our imaginations. That's right. <laughs> Bye. Uh. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone.